This video covers what makes betrayers finally get it, as well as how to increase intimacy after they do. Let's get started. May I ask an off script question here to you guys? Yeah. Um, one of the questions, I would say the number one question I get most often, I, I think if I had, if I had some magic way to like write it all down in a spreadsheet, I think it's, what would you say would be the key? And this is almost always coming from women, almost always coming from wives, mothers in relationships who feel more or less as I perceive my wife to have felt in our marriage. How do you get your husband to sort of have the same realizations that you've had? I get this question all the time and I don't have a better answer than, you know, the, the person in power, so to speak, has to hurt as bad as the person lacking it before he or she is willing to, to make the necessary changes to their lives. Like it was so true for me. I had to hurt in my estimation as she hurt before I was able to truly empathize and feel like the necessary amount of compassion to show up effectively for her, for anyone. And that was my, that was my great life lesson was when she, she left. And so I'm, I'm interested in, whether you guys believe there might be an alternative to that idea. Is there something less drastic than we have to leave people? We have to sever our relationships forever. Or do you believe that this notion of like pain reaching a 10 is truly the only accurate? I, I just don't want to leave anybody with that bleak thought that their only hope might be ending their relationship. But is there an alternative that perhaps the alternative is they hurt enough within the relationship, but it doesn't have to necessarily end. And Jay, maybe that's your story. Well, well I'll pass yeah. it off to the wife on the call. <laughs> I, think, I think, you know, I think because marriages are being saved, there are alternatives. Um, to your point, it's, you know, when you guys were talking a few minutes ago, I was like, that's hitting rock bottom. You know, that's a 12 step way of putting it another way of putting it is what we heard when we went to um, kind of this experiential weekend type of thing and what they said there was change doesn't happen unless until it gets painful enough and um I was like I thought that was very insightful very true and the interesting thing is only recently I heard a therapist who was like giving a, a training and he said, there's a common saying in that all, you know, that all of us therapists know, and that is change doesn't happen until it gets painful enough, but pain doesn't have to happen just on his end. You know, when I, when the ladies like, why aren't things changing? I'm like, well, have you put boundaries in place? No. Well, okay, then let's look at why not. And, you know, the common fear is that something's going to happen. Well, we have to be ready to, to face that potential reality, that potential negative reality. Like the pain has to get great enough that we're going to risk taking that leap. Of upsetting somebody or uh, having him move out, you know, going through a therapeutic separation, uh, having him sleep on the couch, whatever it might be. Um, even just saying like, let's go get help. That could be a boundary. 
So if the boundaries, if she takes the leap of faith and puts boundaries in place, um, and those are painful enough for him, then things can change without dissolving the marriage or even without, you know, having to sleep on the couch. In a perfect world though, <laughs> and we've seen some guys like this, if, cause we deal with guys who have, um, you know, porn addictions and sometimes they get caught at work. If they're, say they lose their job or they realize I own my own business and this is a small community. And if this stuff got out, the kind of stuff I was into that kind of, uh, pain or loss can, you know, kind of scare a guy straight. And we have seen some of them where they're suddenly just through the consequences of their actions outside the marriage, loss of job, you know, exposure, mm -hmm. that sort of thing that can scare him straight. And those are actually the guys that they're ready to learn. They're like, yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. You know, this is dangerous, not just this is dangerous to me. Um, teach me what I need to know. Um, but in a perfect world, you know, they would come, some of them are like, yeah, I know I'm doing wrong. And every time I do this, every time I neglect my wife, I know I'm doing wrong. They're pretty teachable as well. And they, at that point, it's okay. You just need to learn, you know, how to do this. You just need to learn the steps to take. And that those, the ones who come to us humbled by life and humbled by their consequences already, that they feel the pain of their, their actions or the guys who just have a heart, a soft heart and care about people in general, those people are fairly um, easy to lead through this. So it doesn't always take pain within the marriage. Right, right. And I, so I'll, I'll give a personal example, which is um, I was not, processing through some stuff that I needed to process through. And after, I don't know, fight number, maybe 200 on this particular topic of you need to process through your stuff. Um, Lori gave, she said, okay, if you, if you miss a week, it'll be, <laughs> it'll be a certain amount of money. And if you miss another week, it'll be 10 times that amount of money. And if you miss a third week, It'll be 10 times the second amount of money, which means you might as well pack up and go because that'll be everything, you know? He, he was sick one week, and I think he even, like, early the next week got on it, you know, got back on it, um, but he didn't miss a week. And you may see this too, Matt, but a lot of the guys that come to me, their history is such that no one's, no one's really held them accountable. You know, and even to um, like the idea of this toxic enmeshment with family. If, if my family always gives me a pass and my wife doesn't, well, they're easier to hang out with. Yeah. One feels like love and one feels not like being loved, even though, even yeah. though I don't think that would be accurate. Yeah. One of, the, one of the things that I'm currently offering is helping guys with the whole idea of vulnerability and what that looks like. And that's called our deep dive groups. Um, 
we don't learn, certain guys don't learn how to be vulnerable. Our world does, <laughs> um, our world does not like encourage us. Uh, this, this is the story in my head of the, the kid that goes to seventh grade for the first time and he's in a locker room and he's getting ready to take his first like public shower with a bunch of other guys. And he says, Hey guys, I'm feeling a little, you know, emotionally vulnerable. I I've never showered with guys before. So would it be okay if you like emotionally supported me through this process? That would be like getting in a, in a tank of sharks and, and taking a bath with, you know, uh, blood. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> Yeah, no chance. Unimaginable. <laughs> but guys are exposed to those kind of environments where weakness, vulnerability is always abused. It's, it's, it is never a good thing. And to take that into relationship and try to, to try to be vulnerable in relationship mm-hmm. is counterintuitive to a certain extent and it's like why why would I be vulnerable here I'm not vulnerable anywhere else in life you know um so it it is sort of counterintuitive and yet it's the only way forward I learn I don't know maybe a third of the way into our healing that uh, if you want to increase intimacy because I'm like you know, Jay was even saying, how do you like, I, we need more intimacy here. And he, you know, just emotional intimacy. And so I did research because that's what I do. And the, the thing I came up with was the quickest way to uh, create intimacy is risk enough to be like completely honest with the hard stuff. You know, the scary stuff is to, is to, you know, really show your, show your underbelly. And when you're welcomed after that, when you're empathized with, when you're received well, when you're supported, it's like, oh my gosh, you're not the guys in the shower that are gonna beat me up. You're not the shark. You know, you're not a shark kind of a person. Thanks everybody. And join us on the next episode when we'll talk about hiding certain things from your partner. See you then. Bye.